The Weekly Dish podcast is presented by Common Ground Minnesota. Food and farming conversations from Minnesota women in agriculture. Learn more at commongroundminnesota.com or follow them on Instagram at commongroundminn. Hey everybody, it's Steph March for Common Ground Minnesota, and I love talking about women in agriculture. The women of Common Ground Minnesota are volunteers who are volu- you know, taking their time to chat with you about what it's like to live on a farm and grow food in Minnesota. Here's some really great news about this group. They have just launched a newsletter that you can basically sign up for at commongroundminnesota.com, and you get the latest you know, events, giveaways, delicious recipes, all sorts of great stories from the farm. And I got to tell you, it's just a really cool thing to get into your inbox every month. And it's it's kind of an, a way in. If you're wondering, like, I don't know what I'm going to ask when I go to Common Ground, Minnesota. Well, this is just an introduction and a way to get you guys to meet the farmers at Common Ground, Minnesota. The Common Ground Minnesota volunteers, remember, their goal is to be a resource for your food and farming questions. Don't forget, check them out on Instagram at Common Ground, M-I-N-N, CommonGroundMinnesota.com. Welcome back to the second hour of Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Stephanie March. This is Stephanie Hansen. Yes. We are not the same person, just to be clear. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> we are not. People like to pretend we are, and that's fine. I someone I, I forgot to tell you that someone said uh, to me, um, oh, something they were so excited about being up in Ely, and I was like, yeah, I don't have a house there. <laughs> just so, so I did know. get someone tell me what a great writer they think I am, oh, and I was like, I'm pretty sure that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Seriously. I don't write much, and when I do, it's a blog post. <laughs> I love it. Well, you know what we do love is top two and hour two. Give him the old one, two. One, two, one, two. And now, the Weekly Dish presents top two, top two. The top two. Pick your best two. In all right, it's the time to show you guys where we talk about things that are just stuck in our heads and things we love, things we're obsessed with. You want to go first? Yes. Have you heard about Sweet Haven Tonics? No. Okay, so I first got introduced to these by, for the third time, Heather Manley. Okay, wow. This <laughs> she is had the Heather them, Manley show. She had them at her house, and it's a woman whose name is Leah, and she was a teacher, and during COVID, she couldn't find cocktails like none of us could. So she started making these elixirs and tonics. Oh, look and at this. She's How got, pretty. They're so good. It's a bottle that you use to make a cocktail or a mocktail. So you can add spirits or you can just add soda water. And she's got little packages Ooh. put together for the holidays. So she's got like a bourbon connoisseur flight that has a spicy cherry and orange mixture, a ginger, lime, and peppercorn. She's also got a vodka or a gin mix that has a lemon, basil, and lavender, grapefruit, and rosemary. And she makes just these delicious little elixirs that you mix with spirits. She's and out of New Orleans. Yeah, they're excellent. 
I'm going to totally order this ginger lime peppercorn or the grapefruit mint and rosemary. Sweet like You can tonics. get them each on your own. You, you can. can buy a kit, but you can also get a couple on your own. They're really quite good. I think you'll like them. Okay, I'm excited by that. That's excellent. So, SweetHavenTonics.com. I'm going to have a podcast with her coming up on the first week of December. But she's And she great. has little like recipes in yep. the box on how to use them. That's really important. I love that. All right, my first one for Top 2 and R2 is definitely got to be Churchill Street, which is the new restaurant up in Shoreview, oh, Minnesota. I'm excited about that. Yeah, I went with uh, my photographer, Caitlin. We popped up for lunch and had a little, you know, kind of a, a kumbaya. And it was, uh, it's just lovely. And it's a really, the the, um, the woman who owns it basically built it out of a Hardware store, like an Ace Hardware pole barn store. Yep. And it is lovely. And shout out to my favorite architect, Wynn Yelland, who did my first house. He was a part of the team that helped them bring this vision to life. You guys, it feels so warm and so lovely. And you would never guess that it was like a pole barn. Right. And it is just, it's kind of, they're only open for breakfast and lunch right now. But Emily Marks, who was the former... um Pastry chef with Bachelor Farmer is there, and she's head of bread, of baking and pastries, and she's kind of killing it. They have a new chef, Aaron Marthaler, who has French laundry credibilities, and he's... But they're just... Here's the deal. It's not fancy. It's really, really comforting. And I have to tell you, I got we got a cheese fondue. Like, Yum. a little pot Speaking of, of cheese. melted cheese. I know this is the cheese show, apparently, but like... It was outstanding. And it was like they had a little plate and you got little hash brown dippers, like little like toasty square points that you dipped into the cheese, apples and some bread, some amazing bread and then some broccoli that you could dip into the cheese. I could totally just eat that. Literally, here's the tech I want to tell you, though. Like if you get that as your appetizer and you have a sandwich or you have something else coming, you probably won't finish the cheese because there was a really a lot of cheese, but not as many dipper things. Save it for your fries. Like, seriously, <laughs> they sent it away. And then I was like, oh, we should have saved that for the fries. Oh, I know. Okay. So there's that. So Churchill Street, it's very busy. But we, you know, we, we basically walked in and they, they were like 20 minute wait and we sat down in 10. So it's lovely. All right. So I'm going to tell you, we broadcast live a couple of years bef- in the before times from a place called Plate and Parcel. At Wagner's Greenhouse. Oh, yeah. And it is the Minneapolis Craft Market folks have teamed up with the Linden Hills Holiday Market folks, and they're having markets inside Wagner's Greenhouse. Yes. You do need to get a ticket. It's a free ticket, but they're trying to manage COVID environments. Uh, So you do need to decide when you're going to go, but it's 10 to 3 every Saturday and Sunday, now through December 22nd at Wagner's Greenhouse. I actually got tickets to go today because I just saw it and I was like, oh, I'll just go after the show. So again, it's a free ticket, but they do want you to sign up so they can manage the crowd. Plate and parcel holiday market. Okay. I, I love that. The day that we wandered we had through a there. Great time. We really, and that's just a thing. Like if you're going with, if you're looking for something to do with your girlfriends, wander through a market, man. And yeah, just, it's fun. And then like we got hot sauces. I got we a did. great hot sauce. We got great bakery, t-shirts, cards. That's where my muddy mouth cards yep. relationship began. Oh, speaking I love of them. cards, let's just throw a shout out to her. If you're looking oh, for sassy, you snarky, naughty cards, MuddyMouthCards.com. She's a local woman. She's got great cards. They're funny. They are so good. Like everything you want to say in a card, but you feel like you're not allowed to, she'll do it. When you get to have a friend that's getting divorced and she'll be like, um, thank God he's finally gone or something something like like that. Just fun. It's really good stuff. Muddy Mouth Cards. Yeah. Um, So then my last or my second one is the, uh, I don't know if you guys are, it's kind of like we're talking about like, 
not chain restaurants, but like big business food stuff. So this today with our Taco Bell chatter sure. and everything else. So Tattersall Arby's, Arby's, we've got it down. Noodles and Company. I don't know if you guys saw this. This is uh, they've got a limited edition truff mac. That truff sauce. That's an Elizabeth Reese favorite. She's always loved this hot sauce, this signature truff sauce. And it's kind of, um, you know, it's got a little bit of black black truffles in the sauce and it's ripe chilies and everything else. Um, but they're doing, Noodles is doing this limited edition truff mac and it's only in November. So it's only for this month. And I kind of feel like I might actually go try it. I don't ever, ever, ever go to Noodles and Company. But this is one of those things that I was kind of like, I don't know. I always put hot sauce on any sort of mac and cheese that I make anyway. So I'm kind of feeling I might go try some. Um, when you have kids, you ended up there all the time because it was like a better alternative than fast food. And so I never, like my kids never, I think it maybe was we didn't have one near us and that's why. Yeah, could be. Because we didn't ever, and we also made so much pasta ourselves. I've got they truffle problems. They didn't want that. Well, so many people have truffle problems. I don't like the smell. I don't want it. Like That's a Molly Herman thing too. She's a like, real truffle? Yes. But, I can eat a real truffle. Yeah. The smell of the fake uh, the oil. and the oil and the infused just Can I grosses say that me out. This sauce, though, apparently, and this is this sauce has like a cult following. Like the millennials love yeah, this I'd sauce. Yeah, I'd have to try it. The truff sauce is big. I wouldn't um, risk it by buying it because I wouldn't even want it in my cupboard. But you, <laughs> but maybe this is your way in. You go to truff yeah. Matt. You go get truffle a truff Mac, Mac and you try. I, like it. I don't know how much the bowls are each, but it looks delicious. I would be down for that. I know there's people in the burger. In our burger website, you know, group, the Facebook group, who like are like celebrating when they get their order of truff in. So, oh yeah, that's I funny. I know. So there you go. Um, so that's our top two and our two. Did you have a bonus one? No, you didn't. I thought you had a bonus. No. Okay. I didn't. Well, Not today. Uh, okay. Then I think I will just shout out. Let's just shout out one more time. I usually like to shout out the Instant Pot group when we're doing. Yeah. We're in, we're at this point, and you are. We are going to talk about Instant Pot Thanksgiving in a minute. But I did want to shout out that Chad has in the instant weekly dish instant potters. He has put up a bracket, you guys, a feast. The feast bracket sweet 16 is what we're at, I think, at this point. And it's just for fun. And it's kind of a Google Doc to determine. He said the winner of it's this it's it's the ultimate Thanksgiving food showdown. And so it's like you have to go rice, wild rice versus apple pie. You have to pick. I'm going to go wild rice. Traditional stuffing versus Brussels sprouts. What's your pick? Traditional stuffing. Me too. Um, no, actually, I'm Brussels sprouts. Uh, pumpkin pie versus be- green bean casserole. Pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie. Me too. Glazed carrots versus mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. Gravy versus corn. Gravy. Gravy. And mac and cheese versus carrot cake. Mac and cheese. Okay, wait, two more. Dinner rolls versus roasted turkey. Roasted I'm going turkey. turkey. Yeah. Peach cobbler versus green salad. Peach cobbler. Green salad. Oh, okay. <laughs> So here's the deal. You guys go into the feast bracket, sweet 16. He, we're going to come down and we're going to find the ultimate food. And I want to thank Chad for playing this. This is a fun one. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back. We are going to talk about instant pot sides. So we'll be right back. Or Thanksgivings. Welcome to the weekly dish. Thank you for being with us in hour two. We've had a lot of good information so far. Yeah. And I felt like I would be kind of remiss. If I didn't talk about the Instant Pot and some of the things that you can utilize your Instant Pot for for Thanksgiving. Okay. So I'm not one of these people that's going to cook my turkey in the Instant Pot. Like my Instant Pot, I cook in it a lot and I love it. Great for soups and stews, making curries. But what I like it for at Thanksgiving is like a helper. 
Yes. Because you can make things in it and then they stay warm. Yes. When you're utilizing your oven for lots of other things. So we don't get too crazy on the Thanksgiving meal. Like my family likes the standards. So, you know, the roast carrots and but mashed potatoes in the instant pot are like the handiest thing in the world. They are. And they so you make I can make them that morning. Yeah. And then just put the lid back on and they stay hot until dinner time. Do you have it on saute then? Is that what you're doing? I don't even I just turn it completely off. And I just put the lid back on and they stay hot the whole day. Wow. So it's like, I don't have to worry about mashing them at the last minute. I don't have to worry about like reheating them in the microwave or anything. They're just done. I think I was always uh, worried about, I think I was using my pot before that because I only have one. And if you have two or three, great. But like, and so it was like, I had to use it for squash or I had to use it for something else before. And then I did that. But I didn't think you could hold it for that. You can. And I use a recipe and I'll post the recipe. Um, You use cream cheese and sour cream to kind of give it a little more holding power yeah but it tastes delicious i'm doing buttermilk and chive this year oh those are good too yeah i'm just going i haven't done a buttermilk chive i don't even know how long i've usually done the like i've done goat cheese and i've done yeah you know garlic mashed potatoes and mashed potatoes is good too and nobody knows i know but Uh, i think buttermilk is my way this year um i what lap well in thanksgiving times before because it's like we've had this two-year lapse I was in charge of the mashed potatoes, made them in the Instant Pot, unplugged it, brought them to my sister's house, was there for three hours, and then opened the pot and And put them into a bowl and served them, and they were great. Wow. Yeah. So if you need to bring something, too, that's kind of maybe an idea of something handy to bring. That's a great idea. Great idea. Um, Other things that are good in the Instant Pot, and this would be things you can make like in advance, is uh, sweet potatoes. Same kind of idea. You're Mm going to make them in the Instant Pot, and then you're going to maybe put them in a pan you can top them with any of the crazy stuff that you want or just, you know, sweet potatoes are lovely on their own yeah. with a little drizzle of maybe maple syrup and a little honey. I like the blue cheese on the sweet potatoes. That's my jam. Yeah, I'm not I a blue I did that a couple years ago. I know, and I just, I can't even find this recipe, you guys. And it was like, I did a blue cheese and, and sweet potato thing that kind of was like a shocker. And it ended up being so good that we were, I mean, we were kind of surprised by it, but I still don't, I don't remember where it was. I have to go sourcing. Find it again. Yeah. Um, the other thing is the cranberry sauce, right? So yeah, you can make that in one. the Instant Pot and you can make it in advance. It's low and slow cranberries. You can put orange, apricots, quince. whatever. Put your quince in it. Um, yeah, quince. I've never actually cooked with quince. Maybe. You're the only one I know, I know that does. And I only ever cook quince on, at hol- at on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yep. Um, I think the soup course is kind of controversial. Super controversial. But I love the idea of a butternut squash Have soup course. Have you done course. it? No. See? Because it's like another <laughs> plate and like do people, not everybody likes butternut squash soup. No, but I think you and I might like be very. If you're going to make it, make it in the Instant Pot because it's so easy. Well, and I do think if you are going to do a, a soup course sometimes, like. Sometimes I feel like if you're the hostess, you know, and you don't and it, you like the soup course is a good way to like get people to the table, a small little bowl of soup. Yeah. Butternut squash soup when they're starting and then you're kind of finishing up in the kitchen. I like that's what I like the soup course for. It's also good if you're open housing. True. So if you're not like making a full thing and you're just having people come by and you're doing a yes. signature like apple cider cocktail, a little soup, a little bread. Yeah, that's a great idea. It's that's also a great thing really for good for that. And it's good to have that 
in your instant pot all ready to go. Yeah. Um, okay. Another idea is you can make a green bean casserole type situation in the instant pot. Um, can you do that without obliterating your beans? Yeah, you can. Uh, let's see what they say about it. This isn't my favorite Thanksgiving holiday, but it's kind of like much creamier. Okay. So it's think, think more like a creamy soup with green beans in it and then topped with shallots. Okay. So it works. It's just, it's more of a runnier. It's more of a, yeah. That's the thing. Um, okay. I had something that I thought I wanted to share and I lost it. Oh, creamed corn. I mean, that's easy in the instant pot and you can make it in the instant pot and then you could hold it in the slow cooker or you could just put it in your thing in your, um, excuse me, what is it called? Your gratin ready to top it with some breadcrumbs and just throw it in the oven real quick to get that extra little zhuzh on the top. Yeah. Um, also instant pot mac and cheese is good. Yeah. If you've got little kids coming and I've you're going to serve that. any mac and cheese. I've been craving mac and cheese. You it's guys. good. <laughs> I'm not, I just, it is instant pot mac and cheese. It's good. You want it to not be good. You don't want to use the Velveeta. It's all good. You it's use there. a little Velveeta. You use other good cheeses. It's good. Okay. I was talking to the uh, security guard at Fox and he was like, I think I'm going to make macaroni and cheese this year. And I said, well, you have two choices. You can either make Patty LaBelle's instant Patty LaBelle's macaroni and cheese, which is Elizabeth Reese's favorite recipe, and he's like furiously writing, writing it down. down. And then he, I said, "That's if you bake it." He goes, "Well, I want to put like the I want it to be creamy." And I was like, "Well, then you need do you have an instant pot?" He's like, "Yes, I have an instant pot." I'm like, "Then you need to make it in the instant pot." He goes, "But what about the the topping? Like the, cr- the and crunchiness?" I was like, then you need to bake it because yeah. you can make it in the instant pot and then top yeah, it and bake it. Yeah, you can put it in the bacon. Just, that just takes a little bit of you know broiling, too, yeah. You know, but Gosh. he was he was like his son was coming home from traveling or yeah. something, and his son really likes macaroni and cheese. So oh, I thought that was sweet. That I the love dad that. was thinking about. Also, you guys, gravy. Hello, gravy is just fat. And fat can be butter, fat can be meat protein. You're making a roux and then you're adding the sauce and it will hold in the instant pot. What? Yeah. You can totally make the gravy in there. Think about it. I don't know. So easy. I'm going to do it, I think, on TV. Okay. Will you do it? I am because people I don't, freak I don't trust out it. about the gravy. I do because I we have, we've had so much substandard gravy. And by the time the gravy is done, like, what, like, you're like, oh, this is horrible and it's like there's no time to fix it there's no room i'm gonna do it i'm so gonna do it in the I've instant been, pot i know tammy kimler sent me a recipe for gravy because she heard me say how i fail at it so often well and you know my little tech 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 tip and this is a big one you need to buy kitchen bouquet yeah but i did that one year and i still was not great i don't know why me. i don't know what that fail was i can't remember there's been so many gravy fails in my life that it's unreal <laughs> They're just stacking up. They're just stacking up. And I, I mean, just, if your gravy's dry, you just add a little butter. I it's mean, more that it's like gelatinous and unflavored. Like, like I can't add any more salt to it, it feels like, because it's like, it, then it just is salty, but it doesn't have the richness. Soy sauce, Worcestershire, all of those things can add a little. But the kitchen bouquet really gives it a beautiful color. Yeah. It gives it an umami. I think it's basically brown MSG, if I had to guess. Which but, great. Um, it just, Thank yeah, you very it's much. the secret to gravy. Yeah. Making it delicious and good. And even my husband is like, I thought your mom and you were crazy, but it's good. You're but right. it's good. And everybody's like, and my sister makes good gravy too, but I have cubby struggles with the gravy, so I usually make it. Yeah. But instant pot, and then it just holds. That's an interesting idea. 
Yeah. I mean, the the, hef- the fat. And I can make it in advance. I just get some chicken. I'm going to roast up some chicken wings so I can get all that good fat and pour it into the Instant Pot. And I love that. There you so go. So you're doing the chicken fat. You're using chicken fat. And I'll not use chicken or turkey. turkey. I might use turkey. Whatever I feel I like I can issues. get that's cheap and roast. Mine is a timing issue. It has Which been the Instant Pot would solve. I know you're right. Okay. I you wouldn't have it. that. All right. I'm in. Okay. I'm going to do it. Okay. <laughs> I'll report back. Okay. We'll be right back. Hello, Weekly Dishers. Spring has sprung, and that means the best-tasting wild-caught seafood is available from Sitka Salmon. You may have heard us talk about Sitka Salmon before on the show, and that's because we are huge fans. Sitka Salmon standards for quality are unrivaled in the industry because, you see, Sitka Salmon is a community-supported fishery. The fish they process for you to eat are caught by a collective of small boat fishermen, fisherwomen, and families. Some of these families have been fishing for multiple generations. And knowing the boat your fish comes from is not typical of most fish you buy. When you buy a Sitka salmon share, you're getting the freshest quality fish you can, and you can trace the fish back to its source. With your share, you're part of the Sitka family, and you get monthly fish shipments of salmon, lingcod, crab, tuna, halibut, and you get the freshest fish while it's in season. They even have recipes, but I've been steaming my cod in my instant pot. The fish is so delicious, you don't even need to do much to serve it other than cook it and eat it. So, weekly dishers, here is how you get your $25 discount for the first month of a premium Sitka salmon share. Type Sitka salmon shares.com backslash weekly dish and you save $25. So, save $25 on your box. Again, type Sitka S I T K A salmon shares.com backslash weekly dish and you save $25. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us. Uh, you know, Hanson, I wanted to talk about a couple of things, like in terms of as we're kind of winding down the year, we're talking about trends and we're talking about looking forward in, in the future, especially mm-hmm. coming out of the COVID. So I was so excited because I wanted to have John Helper on from Top 10 Liquors. John, are you there? Oh, John, are you there? I am here. There Hi. you are. Hi, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. You Thanks are. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're the owner of Top 10 Liquors, which is a local. Locally owned liquor store chain. You guys have like, what, 12 locations now? 11 or 12? That's correct. We have 12 locations across the Twin Cities. And one of the the big news that came out this week that I was very excited about was that you are opening a new concept, a whole new idea around what a liquor store can be in the former champ space in Richdale. And that's really exciting. Is that a thing that you want? Like, tell us a little bit about how that came about. Well, um, as you guys know, I own a chain of liquor stores, and it's a really awesome business. And um, a few years ago, my family and I were on vacation, and we happened to wander into this wine bar that was really cool. It had this uh, credit card activated thing where you could go try a whole bunch of different wines, one or two ounce pours of each wine, and get a huge variety. And we all had a lot of fun doing it. And I sort of planted in the back of my mind this idea someday that I wanted to open a wine bar and incorporate that concept so that we could serve a whole bunch of different wines and uh, let people have fun, but also learn a lot about different areas within the wine industry. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, so, so oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, so you I basically was... have decided to open a wine bar liquor store hybrid with a market attached to it in the space that is the former champs. That is absolutely correct. Is that something you think is like kind of the the future as far as like as far as we're looking forward and how retail needs to be a little bit more experiential? Is that a thing that you're considering how that works in all your liquor stores? Well, I don't know that it'll be true in all of our stores, but certainly um, 
you know, the socializing side of experience is really important from a retail perspective. And our industry, like lots of retail, is evolving. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're trying to help drive that evolution and, and look at it different. You know, there's lots of competition in town and coming to town, people like Amazon Fresh and others with unique models. So we feel that we have to keep reinventing ourselves and looking at other ways to, to grow our business. It's smart. And, you know, there's nothing better than sampling something or yeah. when you walk into a place and someone teaches you how to use a, a ingredient or demystifying wine, because let's face facts, wine is still a very mystical area for lots of people. I think it's one of the most intimidating things in retail. Yeah. And isn't it funny? One of our... It's so Go funny ahead. because like coffee, wine, whiskey, like there's these categories of things that maybe because people don't trust their palate or they feel like they're supposed to be having some flavor profile. It's just, it's kind of an interesting area. Well, think about going into an Italian restaurant and looking at a wine menu with all these wines you can't even pronounce. Yeah. It's, it's scary for people. So, yeah. you know, and we're focused in our stores really on helping use the word demystify, but make people comfort comfortable within the wine business. Similarly, this new concept will let us really educate customers and they'll be able to, uh, you know, compare, for example, 12 different Cabernets against themselves or, you know, explore Bordeaux wines or all sorts of different um, regions that normally they would maybe get one opportunity to try, but now they'll be able to um, try many different things against themselves. And then we'll have a well-trained staff to help them understand what they're drinking. Do you find that people, I mean, do you see like a generational push towards diff, like wine versus craft beer now? Or, you know, I mean, for a long time it was like the craft beer story, but are we seeing that kind of the next generation being pushing more towards wine? I think if you read a lot of the media, they would describe it differently. But I think the trends in our store definitely are heading in that direction. Yeah. You know, craft beer has been excellent because people have learned to try a whole bunch of different beers and be willing to experiment and not just stick to what, you know, the brand they always drank. Right. Now we're starting to see that in the wine area as well. People are, you know, first of all, craft beer has been more expensive. So people are willing to spend a little bit more on wine. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, they're willing to be adventurous and try things maybe that they don't know based on recommendations or based on, you know, brief samplings or whatever. It's it's fun to watch that development. So do you think, okay, so here's the thing is what's interesting to me is that you're basically this wine bar situation. You're kind of adding, it's a restaurant, you know, um, and you're adding that this is your first dip into that kind of a hospitality. Is that terrifying for you or <laughs> do you feel good about it? You know, I, I feel good because I have an amazingly talented staff to help us through that process. So I've got a really great team that has lots of uh, wine industry as well as restaurant experience so that as we make that step forward, we, we, we should really be able to do it well. That's pretty great. Okay. And then as far as doing this market piece of this, this sort of gourmet specialty foods and everything else, um, is that, do you think that that's just a natural progression for liquor stores? Should they, should every, I mean, I, I don't want you saying like everybody should be doing that, but that feels like <laughs> it. I mean, and if we could change the laws in Minnesota so that you could be in a grocery store, I suppose you don't want that now, <laughs> or maybe you do. You know what? I, 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 I'm really comfortable with, with whatever way that goes, you know, um, you know, I, I, and honestly, if, if Lund's Byerly's is able to have their liquor store incorporated into their grocery store, I think it's great. Yeah. Um, you know, for, for us as a concept, I think that um, wine goes so well 
with uh, a lot of ingredients and being able to bring them together for people to be able to share, I think, is a great opportunity. We also think about our grocery a little bit different because, you know, our ambition is to find amazing ingredients and then from the grocery turn those into the food that's available in the wine bar. The, the, the cheese plates, the charcuterie plates, plus the other ingredients and things we use so that we have a really nice synergy between our grocery and our wine bar food concept. Right, right. When you, as long as we have you on the line, when you sit down for your Thanksgiving meal, what kind of wine are you going to be drinking? Well, I'm not always traditional. I'm definitely a big cab guy. Good. I do bring out, I, I do bring out Pinot Noirs for my guests because they certainly, uh, uh, enjoy them so, and I think uh, everybody knows how well Pinot Noirs go with turkey. Mm-hmm, but right. you know the the fun tradition that my family does on Thanksgiving is more a broad bourbon tasting after dinner. Oh, I like <laughs> it. For a bunch of, we've done it for a bunch of years, and I'll I'll sort of uh, comb through all the different opportunities that we have and. Uh, when everybody's done and we're relaxing, we bring out a bunch of different bourbons and taste them and talk about them and, and have a lot of fun doing that. I love this. I need to have a seat at your table. Seriously. Good Lord. <laughs> fun. That's so good. Yeah. yeah. What do you, yeah. can I ask you what you think as far as like looking into the future trends in the, you know, wine and spirits sort of uh, category? Like, is there anything you're seeing that's coming next year, like a trend or anything that you're kind of looking forward to? Well, I think, you know, the, the, the market sort of turned upside down right now because of sh- supply chain issues sure. and everything else. Plus, you know, we've had this uh, seltzer craze going on really over the last couple of years. And now, um, you know, what's really been more from the beer seltzer side is venturing into the spirit seltzer side or, or really what we've known for a while is ready to drink or RTD. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think we're going to see a lot more. Um, rather than straight seltzers, sort of that migration into the ready-to-drink based on hard alcohol, mm-hmm. um, which which people really enjoy. Um, you know, I'm curious to see what happens with sparkling. And I think everybody's heard about sparkling shortages heading into the back part of the year. Yeah. Um, but, but a lot of that's caused because we've already sold as much champagne this year as we did all last year. <laughs> So a lot of it's being did I buy it all? Demand, yeah. Not, well, maybe you did. Yeah, maybe it's Hanson. <laughs> <laughs> but so I'm really curious to see does this sparkling um, craze continue into next year? I, I think everybody likes a good bubble, so I yes. would expect it to. Um, but I, I I would anticipate seeing that. You know, on the spirit side, yeah. I think everybody knows about the bourbons and and everything else, but. You know, rum is all of a sudden becoming one of those hot categories that people are looking for Hooray. that too. So that's fun as well. It's so time. Lots of different things I think that we could see happen next year. Oh my gosh! Can I ask you about like pet nats? Are you behind the whole pet nat natural wine thing, or how is your feeling on that? Uh, we definitely are, and our buyers spend a lot of time working on it. But you know, we're um, certainly some of our locations are in areas where it's very popular, but sure. we also work across the board in our, our locations throughout the Twin Cities to introduce it. Um, I'm fortunate that I have amazingly talented buyers who are really well informed on trends and, and help actually set those trends by by working with suppliers to be out in front of it. So, awesome. Absolutely. Well, I'm a huge yeah. pet net girl, so I keep looking. Every time I walk into a liquor store, I go and look to see what kind of stuff is there. So that's kind of fun. 
All right, John. Well, thank you, you so much for being here and good luck with everything. And thanks, you know, for helping us understand some of the trends and moving forward. And I think I really, really believe that this uh, this thing you're doing out near the Ridgedale area is going to be kind of a smash hit. To be and honest. it's close to our well, houses. Maybe. So, yeah, we We're like it. it. When we when we get close to opening, maybe you guys want to come out and do a show there and, and experience it with us. Yeah, we that'd be might. fun. That'd be great. It sounds great. I love it. Well, thanks a lot, John Halper of Top 10 Liquors. You guys can check out the uh, article on mspmag.com and uh, just cheer for them as we go forward because we're all going to have a raised glass to it. So thanks, John. Thanks so much. Take we'll, care. We'll be right back. Everybody, welcome back. Thanks for joining us this entire Saturday of beautiful, cold eating weather because that's what we got yes um <laughs> but shopping I, weather yes seriously there's I a am, lot of markets coming what do you yeah. think about that i mean like i mean you know i'm like i don't really want to talk about markets yet like i know we gotta shopping. give the feast it's due but i have to be honest with you i have a little bit more of a soft spot for allowing that i'm still not listening to the radio station that's playing the music but i understand that people are worried about supply chain and shipping and everything else and i think that the big thing is is to skip the ship and shop local yeah, skip the ship. I shop local. And the local shops are ready for you. And yeah, I actually have bought a lot of stuff because I've been panic buying. Yeah. Well, so I'm gonna, is that new? <laughs> no. But on Sunday, <laughs> tomorrow, I'm going to like lay out all the stuff on my bed. Yeah. Go through my list, figure out what I still need to fill in. And yeah, I feel like I'll just complete all my shopping locally if I can. I literally, I mean, we've moved into a different space, obviously, with my family. We've talked about this, how we're just doing, we just do a, you know, one gift for each person. Right. And so we just do a lottery of it. And I've really appreciated that. I love that because I get to spend more time thinking about something special for someone. And I don't know. I've had we're a good doing time some at, lotteries too. Yeah. I don't, um, because if I do too much, then I always feel like I literally, for me personally, I feel like I can't. I'll never get even, but I'm going to keep trying. Right. And so then I get to a point where it's like, it's way too much and everything's off. And it's like, I, you know what it is having moved now again, like four years and then moving again and having pack up so many Christmas gifts that I gave that just never hit it and having to donate those. I think I'm done. Yeah. I tried to get Kurt to back off on the gift giving and to really just kind of lean into a couple gifts a person. And he was like, no oh like just no and i attempted it four separate ways no can i have a can i have a crack at him (laughs) i mean please because i was like you do not need 15 things and he was like yeah but i like to get like my mom was a 30 person i know gift yeah each person got 30 gifts and so 30 oh at least at least and now we didn't get stuff at other points of the year it was like okay. you got it at Christmas or your birthday sure. or you didn't get it. Sure. But it was gratuitous, but also fun. But as you aged, it was like, okay, how many more sweaters? You I, know? This is the thing is, I guess, and I'm just, I've kind of got to that place where I'm sort of like not able to, um, there's just too much stuff. And then like after a while, you kind of feel like I'm done smiling after like the 10th like gift stuff, you yeah. open. And then well, it's in just the day, stuff. we would be all smoking. So there'd be five smokers in a room and Kurt didn't smoke. <laughs> and like, you wonder why I got breast cancer. It's such you a young smoked? age. Oh, I did for I like did not know nine this. years. Oh my God. I stopped smoking before I decided I wanted to have a baby about a year before. So I smoked till I was like from 17 to like 26 or seven. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Crazy. Totally. Did and my whole family that. smoked. I smoked at the kitchen table with my mom in high school. Wow. Drank coffee, smoked cigarettes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. 
So Did the first year that. Kurt had to like be in the room. He was like allergic. He was just oh man, and he <laughs> and still wants to sit around and well, do the now gifts. We with don't that? do that, that anymore. Do that. Okay, you know, more everybody that had smokers have died. <laughs> oh, <God>. um, <laughs> hey, can we give a shout out for Dots Pretzels? Yes. I mean, Dorothy, Good you go, her. girl. You sell to Hershey's for one point two billion dollars. Yeah, come on. Literally, did that not have you like running to your recipe? Bag and being like, how can I scale something up for gold? No, it oh, didn't. Man. Okay, here's something funny I saw on Facebook. Okay. That um, this couple, and I, I would call out her name, but I won't. This couple, this isn't my Facebook page. This couple went to Nighthawks. And apparently Nighthawks uses like recycled pint glasses. Like, you know, oh, some of the places, places use sure. recycled coffee cups. And so she's there with her husband and she's like, so we're at Nighthawks and order a few drinks and get served our own wedding pint glass. What? Which one of you jerks thrifted our wedding glass? Oh my God. (laughs) That is amazing. Isn't that hilarious? That is so cool. I just love it so much. Oh my God. What are the chances of that happening? I sometimes fear that. I absolutely sometimes fear that. when you get like a glass or a co- like, of course you thrift that stuff no, over I time. Know, but then there's like sometimes like that. Speaking of gifts, like you know, like sometimes there's a very specific sweater or something that goes into the into the goodwill pile. Oh, or- I got there. I've gotten re gifts that I know are re gifts. Yeah, like I just have know. you ever been given something that was that you gave? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. From my aunt Karen. <laughs> But to be fair, when I was a little, little kid, she got me this mobile and apparently I opened it and I started to cry and I said, why do I have to have this? So we have funny gift giving. Oh my God. Her and I. Yeah. And she's kind of a panic buyer too. Yeah. And like we've traveled a lot together and we'll be traveling and she'll be buying something for someone and I'm like... I don't know. Are you, they still going to want the Croatian cruet when you get mm, home? I know. And it's Christmas time. Please and remember. they haven't been to Croatia. Yeah. This, I don't know, Aunt Karen. Is this one of those? Do you have to have it? We laugh. Oh, my gosh. You have to think about those things, I think. I mean, gifts in our house were so fraught with so much. Just so much. We and let's we'll do our gift show, you know, the first of December or whatever, right after the feast yep. show. I think we are I think we're aced out of two shows, the Christmas and the so we've only so got too. two weeks of December uh shows. Right? I'm gonna have Sarah Kiefer on too that first okay. week of December to Great. talk about her holiday entertaining cookbook because I think that's gonna be a big one that people her baking, will... holiday baking. Yep. So beautiful, by the way. Just really great stuff. Um um, can come if you want to come with me to Costa Rica. Yes, do you think? I just want to, you guys to know that that is an opportunity through Borton Overseas. I on my website stephaniesdish.com, I just released a podcast that I did with the gal that's coordinating the trip, and I wrote a little write up about what we'll do, what we'll see. So that's in April. It'd be fun if you could come. Um, I did want to cue guy cue you guys into a lot of us have talked about you know we've we've had a couple shows where we've talked about like doing afternoon tea and stuff with your friends at the St. Paul Grill. Oh, I'm so excited about this! Please, share. you guys, they are now doing they have the lobby bar caviar experience, and I just love this. I love the Me idea too. of getting a just a you know a little pot of Ocetra sturgeon caviar. You get red onions, capers, heirloom tomatoes, some hard boiled eggs, some fried wontons, and then I'm telling you, level up to the sea with vodka. Like, Absolutely. Get some chilled Stoli vodka while you're eating Kurt's these beautiful salty things. 
It's it's worth it. It's better than tea and sandwiches. Dolores' boyfriend bought her a box of Russ and Daughters yes. caviar that 100%. was shipped to her yep. with the Bellinis. She had creme fraiche. We had that with Bubbles last weekend as a like appetizer before her birthday dinner. Oh, I I caviar is delicious, but like I only had had like kind of weird caviar, like roe caviar, like really salty kind of this was just glorious. Yes. And caviar service needs to come back. I'm I'm here for that. And I think it tried to bump a little bit. You know, I think there was some people who were doing it like, you know, when Grand Cafe was around, I feel like they had some caviar stuff. I just think that we can accept that it's a luxury and it's just a moment. You know I what I mean? I think I'm going to make for a, a prediction. Don't you think that maybe we're ready for like a special destination type restaurant that's only maybe open like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and they just do like... Super luxe? Yeah. Maybe. I feel like maybe mm. it's time. I mean, I feel like in a very more homey way, we have a Womney as a destination. As, yep. You know what I mean? Like, and a special That's a very meaningful delicious. one. That's not as much luxury spoiling yourself, but it is destination. And I mean... And maybe it's a hotel that needs to do it. Well, I the don't Four know. Seasons maybe will be doing some oh, special stuff when it and opens. And Spoon and Stable. But, I mean, you know, is. I Demi mean, like, is that. It's a totally special destination. Yep. And only open and only gettable. But like in champagne ways. and pavlovas and I know. prime ribs and popovers. I think that's, but you and, maybe you might not want that in like June. You know what I mean? Like right now, I feel like we're in that feasting luxury sort of like. But maybe someone needs to go into the Grand Cafe space and just do this for the winter. Yeah, that would like a pop-up, like a luxury pop-up. That's yeah, really smart. Yum. There's a lot of the winter stuff is coming back, you guys. Like the beer, Oudipoles is opening their winter beer garden yeah. today. Yep. Um, you know, the Broken Clock has domes. Hotel Landing has igloos. It's we're going to talk a little bit about more about that next week to get you guys ramped up for that. All right, everybody. Have a great weekend. Yeah. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao.